Alexis, 33 years old. I'm one of eight siblings. Our parents did not care if we studied. I left the house when I was 10 years old and went to live with my grandmother and my aunt, but it was not the same. It was very, very ugly. Since then, I've focused on fending for myself. At the age of 10, I started working in the fields, under the sun, to be able to buy my shoes and my clothes. It was very difficult. There are few soldiers in my family. My grandmother had about 60 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Of those, only I decided to become a soldier. My desire to do military service was born from watching war movies. I wanted to taste what it feels like. Due to my family problems, I only had primary education, but I passed the military exams. In 2008, I joined the army. Everything was going well until 2009, when President Manuel Zelaya was removed from power. At that point, everything became complicated for the military because they participated in his removal. Zelaya wanted to be a socialist. He bought a lot of people's votes. He increased teachers' salaries and paid subsidies to that people so that people were in favor of him. He was favoring a lot of people so that later, what he wanted to happen happened. People were already bought. When Zelaya was deposed, the people he had favored were unhappy. They wanted him to return, and they took the streets to demonstrate. The army is the one they sent to fight against the people to defend the Constitution. People were wounded. People died, both on the other side and on the military side. For almost a year, it was like that. But it was only hard for six months. You did not sleep. There were curfews. There is still the aftermath of that. Now, we have a problem with President Juan Orlando Hernandez, who got himself reelected. When I joined the army, I knew there could be a war. Soldiers get trained for that. Our job is to ensure the sovereignty and integrity of the country. But fighting a war for territory is not the same as a war against my people. How can I kill my people? You cannot. That is why I decided to retire with honors after two years of military service. I did not want to be a part of what was happening. Also, people blamed the military for what had happened. Even my grandmother was in favor of Zelaya. If people realized that I was a soldier, they could lynch me. When I got home from the army, people started calling me Copmonger. In January 2011, I came to Mexico. Because here, there are more opportunities, more freedom. The Comar rejected my case, saying that I needed evidence. But I do not want to wait for my hand or foot to be cut off to have evidence. I kept on the road, but migration grabbed me and returned me to my country. Upon returning to Honduras, I worked in the fields, in the factories, and whenever came up, until in 2015, I had the opportunity to work as a guard in juvenile detention centers. I passed the exams and worked there for almost three years as the head of a group of guards. The centers are for minors ages 12 to 18. But there were people up to 25 years old because they had documents that were not theirs. The people in these groups are the children of single mothers or the products of rape. And sometimes they are not registered. The inmates are divided into four groups. First, I was working in areas occupied by the Barrio 18 
and other smaller gangs, such as the Los Benjamin, El Combo Que No Se Dija, Los Chorizos, and the civilian population. They were all kept separate. Even so, there were deaths. There were riots. There were breakouts. Because the facilities are not adequate. In the juvenile offender system, they were killing each other. They buried the victims without anyone noticing that people were missing. Until the roll call was done. There was no control. It was a mess. Because nobody was interested in the juvenile offenders. During the six months I was there, we had about four clashes between the Chorizos and the Diaz de Ochos. We had casualties, but in the most brutal way. The juveniles were more aggressive and bloodthirsty than adults. They tell you things as if it meant nothing, like how they dismember people. They do not feel anything anymore. The main problem is the lack of budget, because without a budget, there's no infrastructure. There's no security. When I was working in a center for kids in the Barrio 18, we had almost 300 of them. In each shift, we were 15 guards. That is too few, but nobody likes to do this work, and less so with juveniles. The salary is good. They pay you about 11,000 lamberas a month, apart from food. But people do not want to do this job for fear of the gang members' demands. They have control inside and outside of the prisons and detention centers. The guard is for all groups, but it should not be that way. Because if I go to one sector of the detention center and then to another, the gang members say that we are punteros, that is, infiltrators or spies. When you work with juveniles, you need to be a psychologist. You need to be a doctor. Everything. Because if you are not... They wrap you around their finger. Juveniles are more of a problem than adults. They think they are very powerful. They do not think. They just act. The gang members in the center wanted me to do favors for them. To pass them drugs, weapons, even a grenade to bring them extortion messages. They start with small things, but then they ask for more and more. But they offer you more money, too. They are detained but the gang sends them clothes, shoes, personal hygiene products, gives them everything. First, they try to persuade people. I was offered 200,000 lamberas to smuggle in a grenade. I could have done it because I was head of the group of guards. But I always refused to work for the gang members. As a guard, you either agree to their request or a family member dies. They're smart. They do not kill the guard because they need them. They threaten to kill a loved one of yours so that you will agree to their demands. I endured the threats for a long time without agreeing to their requests because you cannot do that. If I had agreed, I would be working for them. If you start this, you do not get out of it. I was transferred to another center, but there they also wanted me to do what they wanted to smuggle in drugs. The Mara the control of its sector of the center. They were like at home. The only thing that we as guards were doing there was making sure that they did not escape and that they did not fight among themselves. Gang members came looking for me at my house with the complicity of a female colleague. The guard, who was the cousin of the detained juvenile member, the Barrio 18, told her cousin where I lived. 
I asked for a transfer to another city, but the same thing happened there. It was even harder because I was transferred to a women's juvenile detention center. Women are worse than men. They're more aggressive and can be very persuasive. One of the women fell in love with me. That was another reason why I had to get out of there. She wanted to withdraw from the gang to be with me. I told her that was not possible, but her friends sent a letter to their gang leader and told him I was the problem. From then on, they were watching me. They came looking for me at my house. So many gang members have been in the detention centers that you bump into them on a public transport or on the street. They look at you with hatred in their face. They're treacherous. The country is small, and there are more criminals than good people. Gang members know where the guards live. They know their routes. They keep us under surveillance from the moment we leave the center. It is very complicated. To avoid problems, I decided to resign quickly and leave my country. In 2018, I came to Mexico again. This time, I decided to ride the beast. I was already let to fate decide if I died there or here. I could only return to my country if the gang's youths died. But they're just about 15 years old. Honduras needs a bigger budget for their security system so that a police officer can earn enough and not be blackmailed by organized crime. The villages need to have more micro-enterprises. The health system needs to be improved. Because in the hospitals, in the health centers, there are no medicines. The gang problem has already gotten out of hand. As much as you want to, you cannot control it. People must be encouraged not to be afraid. To rise up against gangs and to not be extorted or manipulated. There are many places where the gangs have not been able to enter because the population has not allowed it. If they go in, they will get killed. The only way to do this is to form community, self-defense groups, because there are not enough police in the villages. In Mexico, I have kept studying. My primary school certificate was not valid here, so I had to redo both my primary and secondary school. Now, I'm studying in high school. I'm also working, but for me, it is difficult. When I arrived in the migrant center in Huehuetoca, I spoke with a priest. I presented my case at the Comar, and one day, the priest told me about a factory that needed workers. They paid for a room to live in and 1,500 pesos a week. After six months, the factory started to treat us badly. It did not pay my overtime. We were about 20 people living in one room, all of us working for the company and in an asylum process with the Comar. After nine months, I quit. They did not want to give me a severance pay. They said that I had no right to it. For the nine months I had worked, they only gave me about 900 pesos. Now, I'm working in a security company, but things are not going well there either because I work 12 hours a day as a group leader, but they do not pay me as such. They pay me 3,100 pesos every two weeks for 12 hours of work, and I do not have health insurance. I would like it if there was not as much discrimination when you look for a job in Mexico. On the other hand, in November 2018, the Comar told me that I no longer had to report at their office and sign a logbook. 
that I just had to wait for them to call me for the last interview. But I have been waiting for a year, and nothing has happened. Ahora que conozco la ciudad de mis dorados sueños.